What is going on, Cultivate family? I hope you're all doing well wherever it is that you're listening to this today. Before we get into the main topic of the podcast, I want to talk about something that I've been thinking about a lot this past week, which is another year and another winter in a cost of living crisis, because right now it's really hard for a lot of us to make ends meet, especially in the UK. But I do just want to reach out and say that I am so hugely grateful for anyone that chooses to work with me because I know how hard things are in this climate at the moment. And I'm eternally grateful that you do choose to work with me because I know that often investing in yourself from a health and wellbeing point of view can be a luxury in times like this. It shouldn't be, but it is. I also just wanted to shout out that if anybody is struggling this winter, I actually did a webinar with my friend Sophia about eating affordably and well through the cost of living crisis. And I still have a copy of that. If anyone would like it, please reach out to me via email or Instagram. And I'm more than happy to give you the link to that, especially if it helps you put some cheap, healthy food on the table. So today is a short solo episode from me. And it is all about our abdominal muscles and whether they're visible or not. And why for so many of us, it's actually not worth having visible abs because the maintenance of having a six pack or an eight pack or visible abdominal muscles really sucks. So I'm here to lay a lot of the facts out on the table. I'm here to do a little bit of myth busting with you. And we're going to talk about our abdominal muscles together. And I hope you walk away from this podcast today feeling like you don't have any sort of societal pressure to have visible abs because it is not fucking needed at all. Having visible abs is absolutely not a measure of health. So before I go on a rant about society and expectations of how our bodies should look, let's actually get into the podcast first. Before we get started, I'm going to just give a little bit of a trigger warning I'm going to mention things like calories, body fat and physique talk all from an objective and evidence based point of view. So if you're not in a spot to hear that, that's totally cool. Hit pause now, come back to it when you feel like you're ready to. So let's talk about what having visible abs actually entails. And the reason that I'm using the term visible abs so much is because all of us have abdominal muscles. Just sometimes we can't see them and depending on how much we train them or depending on our body fat percentage, they aren't always visible, but they are there. We all have them. Abdominal muscles are the same as any other muscle group. If you think about your biceps or your triceps, some people you can see definition, some people you can't. There is no right or wrong. There is no healthy or unhealthy. Now, having visible abdominal muscles requires a very, very low body fat percentage And that means that people might have to lead a very restrictive life in terms of their nutrition if they want their abs to always be visible. Throughout this episode, I'm going to use terms assigned male at birth and assigned female at birth to talk about things like body fat percentages. So the shorthand for that is AFAB or AMAB for anybody who hasn't heard those terms before. So for people that are assigned male at birth, their body fat percentage needs to be about 5 to 14% for them to have visible abs. For people assigned female at birth, their body fat percentage for visible abs needs to be about 10 to 19%. So bearing in mind those two percentages that I've just told you, 
I now want to tell you what is deemed as a healthy body fat range for most people to exist in with all of their health markers. Now, this is subjective and it does depend on muscle mass. So I've given a very big range based on the evidence that I've looked at over time. So for an assigned male at birth, a healthy range of body fat is 14 to 25%. And for someone assigned female at birth, it's 21 to 31%. So what those percentages are telling us is that a healthy body fat percentage for most people is actually way over the range of the body fat percentage they would need to be in to have visible abs. So I really hope that puts that in perspective for you. And there's lots of discrepancies here as well because it does depend on muscle mass and it also does depend on genetics, but I'm going to get into that in a minute. So before we move on to that, I want to give some perspective for all of my trans family out there. So for trans people that are on hormone replacement therapy, the averages will definitely slightly differ depending on the dose of your hormones. So for trans men, for trans women, for non-binary people on hormone replacement therapy, we're not necessarily going to fit into those boxes because our hormones are different and we take different doses. So again, if you're a trans person, please take those percentages as a pinch of salt. I know that I am. So now going back to genetics... Visible abdominal muscles are so largely based on genetics. Everyone's are going to look different and you won't all of a sudden reach a low body fat percentage and have a six pack. It's all down to how many bands our rectus abdominis contains of connective tissue. The average is about three and that's what gives you the six pack. But everyone's is different. So it's actually even possible for some people to have a 10 pack. Now, famously... Arnold Schwarzenegger could never get a six-pack, only a four-pack. But did that make him any less strong than the people that had a six-pack? Absolutely not. The problem that we have is that most visible abs that we see are cis men with six-packs because they have been deemed the most palatable in our society. And a lot of the people that we see having those visible abs, so like magazine covers, movie stars, stuff like that, they will have dieted, dehydrated and prepared for the specific occasion that you see them with visible abs and they won't necessarily maintain them all year round. The people that we might see maintain visible ab muscles all year round is athletes due to their consistent training, their militant nutrition and they're stronger people with more muscle mass because that is their job, that is what they do. Now for people assigned female at birth to achieve abs this can actually limit fertility, it can cause you fatigue, a weaker immune system which is why we see way less AFAB people with abs, because on average, they have about 60% less muscle mass than people assigned male at birth. And this is obviously different for AFAB people on testosterone, because the T will make it easier for them to build muscle mass, which is why so many people on testosterone love the feeling of being able to build more muscle. Then, some people are going to get super lean intentionally and still see absolutely no definition. This is something that I did. And this can cause really disordered tendencies with food and exercise, as well as severe body image issues. So the pursuit of abs versus what it can actually do to your physical and mental health, for most of us, isn't worth it. It absolutely wasn't for me. And I'm going to go and talk about my journey a little bit later in this episode. Lastly, I just want us to think about why do we love visible abs so much? Why have we been conditioned to think that they're so good? Like, they're literally just visible muscles. It's kind of wild, really. 
And going back to that podcast episode that I did with Beth when we talk about bodybuilders and we compare them to cows and we don't see a cow and think, oh, they've got abs, they're better than everybody else. Or they've got abs, so that cow looks better than a different cow. It just doesn't happen. But we have been conditioned to think that visible abs are incredible. And let's just actually question that. Because are they? They're just muscles. Now, in the pursuit of visible abs, no one ever talks about the restriction that it takes with your nutrition to actually get them. So I'm going to talk a bit about my own journey here because I went off in my pursuit of visible abs years and years ago. I got down to my absolute leanest in terms of body weight and body composition. So my body fat was as low as it had ever been. I was eating a really low amount of food every day. I was training five times a week and getting 10 to 15,000 steps in a day. And that was on top of working a full-time job and being in two touring bands. Now for context, considering I didn't actually have a very active job, but a busy one, I was either sat in a van on tour or I was sat at a desk. So getting away from work to do 15,000 steps a day and train five times a week before I was a personal trainer was near impossible for me, but I still tried. And I wonder now, why did I care so much about trying to get those abs? So I was really lean, with a super low body fat percentage and I still didn't have visible abs in the way that I saw them in my head. And this was the point where I realized that it was gonna cause a problem for me if I pursued it any longer. If I ate less than I already was to get leaner, I would probably be eating less than a child's diet and I would have had absolutely no energy for work, for life, for band stuff, not to mention the risk to my food and exercise relationship. And as a result of that, it was probably going to get to a point where it really, really affected my health. I'm an AFAB person. Think of the things I said earlier about constant fatigue, lower immune system. Fertility is never something I personally had to worry about, but I know it's something that a lot of people do and they can lose it in the pursuit of abs. And the last thing that I thought was if I do get there, how the hell am I going to maintain them? And my point is here, the people that we see with visible abs that aren't athletes they're on a very restrictive diet to maintain them year round. And we're only actually seeing pictures where those abs are defined and visible, which isn't always the case. You could wake up and obviously you've slept, so you're fasted and you could see visible abs. And then you could eat your breakfast and they'll go straight away. And also, when we talk about athletes having visible abdominal muscles, we see some athletes that are really, really muscular and still don't have them. So I really hope that helps to put into context how much restriction it takes and for a lot of people how even at the lowest body fat percentage they still don't have them and it's not worth risking that food that exercise that body image relationship which I've generally been talking about a lot this week in my Substack and on my Instagram posts because it's something that I'm seeing people try and pursue especially in a lot of the trans mass groups people just want to be absolutely jacked but a lot of the time the maintenance is so, so hard that they feel really disheartened when they can't maintain that sustainably. So next up, I want us to relate this to gender dysphoria because this is also something that really doesn't get talked about. Because I coach a lot of people that are transmasculine, often I get so many people coming to me wanting to be leaner and wanting to have visible abs because that is the societal transmasculine sculpted Greek god dream 
that is often pitched to us. The transmasculine people that we see in the mainstream media are all sculpted with abs. The transmask people that you see in real life, like me, we are absolutely not. We see trans people that have been through their transition and come out the other side with gleaming abs. And this is still based on genetics and they are still having to control their diet. And as I always say, there is absolutely nothing wrong with having an aesthetic goal for your body. But what often isn't realized is how low that body fat percentage has to be for you to see abs visibly for so many of us. Having visible abs is absolutely not the only ease for your gender dysphoria. There are so many other ways that you can help your gender dysphoria from a body composition point of view. So things like eating well, eating a high protein diet to build more muscle mass, to train consistently to build muscle in all the places that affirm you that aren't just your abdominal muscles. And you may see more definition as you build more muscle, but if you want to maintain those abs all year round, are you okay with a level of sacrifice and restriction? And when I say sacrifice and restriction, I mean giving up a lot of your time to train consistently to keep on top of having visible trained abs that pop because if you don't train your abs, then they're not gonna pop. And the other thing is thinking about, are you gonna start saying no to social occasions or are you gonna you know, stop going for meals out and bring a Tupperware in order to maintain those visible abs? Are you prepared to do that? Because I definitely wasn't. And at the start, I think I thought I probably was, but years and years down the line and a whole load of self-work later, I definitely realized that visible abs was not the be-all and end-all to ease my gender dysphoria. There are so many other ways that I can affirm myself that aren't just going in pursuit of visible abs. So, my friends, my Cultivate family, what is the answer? Everyone's opinion is going to differ on this, so I'm just going to give you my 10 cents here. I honestly think that choosing long-term health Food, exercise and body image over having visible abs as a priority is the answer. Because at the end of your life, you aren't going to be stoked that you restricted and missed out on loads of fun opportunities because you wanted to have visible abs. And at the end of your life, you are going to be stoked that you have good bone density, more energy and fewer health issues from eating well and training well. I think that going through the world with an absolutely banging food relationship, feeling a bit more neutral in your body and doing forms of movement that you love are going to serve you far better in every aspect of your life than having visible abs ever will. Now, if you still want visible abs after hearing this podcast, that is absolutely cool. But I can rest knowing that I have told you the whole truth about having them and pursuing them and how hard it can be for a lot of people based on their genetics and their body composition. So that is it for today. That is the talk about having visible abs. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. I have two spots available for online coaching starting in November. So if you wanna join a wonderful, wholesome team that aren't just in pursuit of visible abs 24 seven, I would absolutely love to talk to you about that. Fill in the form in the show notes and I'll be in touch straight away letting you know if I can help you. Have an amazing day, Cultivate Family. Loads of love. Take it easy. I'm out.